This is the More Than Fitness Podcast with Matt McLeod. All righty, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, another solo episode of the More Than Fitness Podcast. I'm here live in Silly Goose Studios in my closet. Um, it's a gloomy Saturday morning, actually. Um, <clears throat> and if you couldn't tell, I'm actually a little bit sick as I record this. However, I wanted to make sure that I got an episode out to you guys. And I also think the topic today is going to be one that uh, you guys are going to get a lot of value out of. Uh, and to give a little bit of background context, uh, well, by the time that this comes out, actually the day before, I will have given a lecture uh, to my alma mater back at U- the University of Kentucky. Uh, my One of my dietetics professors asked me to come back, speak to the class, um, and just kind of tell them about my profession and just how I... Uh, came into the, the the coaching business that I'm in right now um, and talked to the students. And so I decided that in preparation for that, I would come on here. And uh, there, there are five lessons that I'm going to be talking about um, that basically I wish somebody would have came to my class and spoke about uh, each one of these lessons to better prepare me for the future. Uh, and I just wanted to go over those with you guys today. And like I said, I'm a little bit sick. That's why I sound the way that I do. And so excuse me if uh, my voice may get scratchy or if I take a swig of water or something. I'm going to do my best and make this podcast a really good one. And with that being said, I'm going to take a swig of water and we're going to jump into lesson one. All right. Lesson number one. Nobody knows the future. So whenever I was a whenever I was a college student, I think one of the biggest misconceptions that I had was that I go to school, I get this degree, and then I'll get this job, and then I'll be happy. Uh, I think that is just a pipe dream that a lot of people can have whenever they're uh, uh, thinking through what they want to do for the rest of their life. Uh, but pe- old, especially older people listening to this, can know that what you think might happen to you in two, five, 10 years, uh, or whatever can be vastly different than the reality of what actually happens. So the lesson that I I wanted to go over first was that nobody knows the future. Um, because another thing that does is also set up false hope in case you don't get the dream job that you're thinking or that you go through school and then you don't end up getting the job that you want or, um, even in my case, I, I wanted to be a physical therapist. At least I thought that's what I wanted to do. Um, but then, you know, school happened and things didn't work out uh, as well as I thought they would. And um, I didn't actually go down that path. So uh, I, just, I just like setting this expectation up front so that people don't get um, that false hope later on down the line that they're going to be X, Y, and Z. They tie their identity to that. Uh, and then whenever they, that doesn't come true, uh, it just shatters everything that they thought their life was going to be. Uh, so, so having that expectation up front that you don't know what's going to happen in the future and you've got to be open to um, maneuvering and adapting as you go along the way is huge. And so some questions that I think that you guys should ask yourselves um, is 
the first one, who do you look up to? Um, this is something that I think is so important for um, anybody who doesn't necessarily know what they're doing uh, or also what lifestyle would you like to live as you get older? Uh, so, so who do you look up to and why do you look up to that person? Do they, um, whatever, did they live in a really great place? Do they, uh, um, have a great family? Do they treat other people with respect? Do they, um, have a successful business? Do they live life on their own terms? So I think these are, these are important questions to ask. And, uh, going back to, one of my people that I actually looked up to, one of my mentors, even still to this day, uh, is is a guy by the name of Jordan Syatt. And this lesson being ironic because whenever I say nobody knows the future, I, w- I remember w- one time I was talking to him about whenever I was making my website. And I was like, dude, I, I sent him, I think it was just like a Snapchat. And I was just like, dude, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, I was like, I'm doing my best. I'm trying to figure out this website thing and everything. Um, and I just remember him sending me a response back in that snap. And he was like, hey, man, listen, nobody knows what the hell they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. The people that I look up to don't know what they're doing. Everybody is just trying to figure this out along the way. So do not feel bad uh, about not knowing what you're doing because this is all part of it. Um, so, yeah, the first question, who do you look up to and why? Um, the second question would be, what makes you naturally curious and excited? Uh, I like this because especially, again, if people don't know what they want to do with their life or if they're, if they're going down a path that somebody else may have set for them, you know, their parents or their friends are doing a certain thing or they look up to this one celebrity that's doing this one thing um, or an older sibling or something like that, they can go down certain paths in life and they later find out, oh, this isn't actually what I really wanted to do. This doesn't make me excited. Um, like one good thing to do is like go through who you follow on Instagram or who you follow on social media or things or that you naturally are drawn to. Um, and then ask yourself, like dig a little bit deeper. It's like, why am I following all these people? Like if you're want to be an art, like, are you following tons of artists or something, but you're actually going to school to be a doctor or like in this case for the people in dietetics, are they, uh, are they actually obsessed with, with exercise or, uh, it could be even something completely left field, like what I like writing or, um, painting or, uh, um, something, something along those lines. It's like, why are you on the path you are right now? And does this path that you're on naturally excite you? Are you excited whenever you wake up on a day-to-day basis do you go and learn about these things on a normal basis as well? So one of the reasons why I leaned towards the fitness space was because in high school, whenever I first started to get into lifting, I knew that uh, it was something that I loved or whatever, because I was literally um, in classes whenever we could have access to computers and we could either play games or you just had access to the internet. I was reading about lifting and about exercise and, um, about all these different things that related to fitness. Uh, and I just, and no one told me to do this or anything. I just, I was naturally curious. And whenever I read about it, it was, it was, it excited me. Um, so I think if you don't know exactly what you want to do in life, um, or to double check what you're currently doing in life, it's like, are you excited on a regular basis? Whenever you talk about these things to other people, whenever you read about it, um, et cetera.
And finally, the last question is, what are you good at? What are you naturally good at? So are you a naturally good speaker? Are you naturally good at math? Um, my brother on the my last podcast that I had talked about how he was naturally, or for whatever reason, nature versus nurture, um, math and science was his forte, but reading and writing and things like that um, was not at all. So he excelled a lot in the math and sciences field. Um, so, so that can be a good indicator of which direction you need to be going. Um, and another question that you can ask about instead of just like, what am I good at? In case you don't know, you can just say, how can I be useful to others? I'll touch on this in a, in a later lesson as well, but this is crucial. Um, because with our careers, all we are, are problem solvers. We're trying to figure out problems for other people, and then we're getting paid to solve those problems. Uh, so figuring out how you can be useful to others uh, and what skills you contain at this moment or what skills, uh, going back to the second question about what makes you naturally excited, what skills could you uh, develop further or begin to develop that could later on be useful um, to people so that they could pay you for it? So that is something to think about as well. Um, yeah, that's, that's lesson one. So lesson one, nobody knows the future. Um, okay. Lesson number two, measure success with meaning and happiness, not dollars. And I'll be the first one to say that I think it's always ridiculous whenever you hear, especially people with tons of money say that all money won't make you happy. Um, uh, whatever dollars in the bank account doesn't mean anything or, or, or whatever. Like I'm also, I, I am an optimist, but I'm also a realist and understand that if you don't pay your bills on a regular basis, you're going to have tons of stress in life and, um, things will just not be fun for you. Uh, but one things that I, I did learn early on is that money is a tool. So nothing more, nothing less objectively money is just a tool. Uh, and the biggest thing money does is it just gives us options uh, and the options that it gives us. So the food that we eat, the clothes that we wear, the house that we live in, the car that we drive. And for me, and I think for everyone else, most importantly is freedom. So it just gives you freedom to do the things that you really want to do in life. Um, but people can get too caught up, especially depending on how you're raised around money, it being a taboo topic to talk about, um, or also that you think that you don't deserve money or that people with a lot of money are just lucky or in whatever the 1% or, or, or something like that. Uh, it's just, it's just a negative way to view money. You just have to understand that money is a tool. Uh, it is, it is something that gives you options to do other things that you want in life and to obtain other things that you want in life. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me was I knew early on, um, even not knowing what I was going to do for the rest of my life, I understood that having more money was a, a pretty good thing. You know, like in almost every situation that I could think of, regardless of what I was going to pursue in life, I knew that having more money would solve multiple problems. Um, and I think with, with the job that I went towards, uh, trying to be a coach, trying to work for myself, I knew that it also... I didn't have a ceiling. I could do as much with it as I wanted to. Um, and I also knew that um, the first thing that 
a lot of people worry about whenever they are self-employed is, is, you know, insurance benefits, um, you know, 401k, all, all that type of good stuff that come with a normal job. Um, I knew that I wouldn't have to worry about any of those things if I just made enough money. So my drive from the very beginning was like, make more money. Um, but as I have started to make more money and now I am doing this full time, I realized that making more money after those, those initial needs, those initial, um, uh, whatever shelter, shelter, housing, um, food, water, uh, bills, um, basic insurance and, and things like that. Like whenever you get all of those things covered on a month to month basis, more money isn't necessarily going to equal more happiness. Um, and I, I've realized that if you let, especially in, in the business that I'm in, whenever there can be waves of uh, more and less money based on the time of year or, or, or whatever, it's just whenever you're in a client service, you can't necessarily control how many clients you take in at one time. Um, whatever, you can only do your best and then hope that uh, other people, like people, come to you for, for coaching. Um, so with that, with that being said, I've had to make sure that I don't just look at my monthly increases in revenue to dictate my happiness. Uh, and, and, and I think that that is, is absolutely key. And the, the problem with a lot of people in, in college and things like that is that they pick the job that they want based off the amount of money that they're going to make, but they don't understand that if they go into, um, this job that makes a lot of money or what it's like, it's like what you hear often with doctors and things. It's like, yeah, cool. They're doctors, but it's like, there's so many doctors that I know that are just terribly unhappy. And I think it's also one of the, I could be wrong about this, but I think it's one of those professions that's like most highly correlated with, with like cheating on a spouse or something. It's just like, it's just, it's just a great example showing that more money does not necessarily equal more happiness. And you can look at even celebrities and things like there's so many celebrities that have tons of money, um, but have the, the worst, um, mental health issues. They've got so much negative self-esteem. Uh, they're just not happy people. And it's just, it's just a prime example that you should measure your success with meaning and happiness and not dollars. And finally, one of the last things that I want to say about money is that you're definitely not going to learn about money in your college classes or in, in basically all of school, unless you're, unless you're whatever, a finance or a business major or something like that, you're not going to learn um, a ton about money. So I think that the next best solution, uh, especially if you're in more of a health and fitness type field, um, are books. So yes, there are solutions out there to your problems. If you look for them, uh, you're not the first person to ever worry about money. Uh, this is why books are so helpful, especially because they're so cheap. Um, you can get a, a, a plethora of, of so much knowledge from, from experts in their field, uh, who have done the research, have put the hours in, uh, and that have put all the information in this, uh, nice little 10 to $20 book for you. Um, so I think, uh, I think one of the books that has helped me the most with, with money, and you have to be very careful about vetting who you listen to, um, and things like that. And I understand that, but from, from everything that I have read, um, and from other people in the field that I trust, and just from this guy's writing style in general, 
Um, there's <laughs> the book title is is ridiculous, but um, he he addresses all of it, and it's kind of him kind of making fun of himself. But it's called "I Will Teach You to Be Rich," and it's by Ramit Sethi. So it's R A M I T S E T H I. Um, but he's a he's a he's a wealth of knowledge on on the topic of money, and he um, he has this thing about. Uh, it's called living a rich life. Uh, and it's much more than just trying to save money on lattes or trying to save as much money as you can uh, or make as much money as you can. It, he, he does a really good job talking about how you need to prioritize what you care about in life. He calls them your money dials um, and how you can turn your money dials up on things, say like um, whatever, going out to eat or vacations or something like that and turn the money dials down uh, on other things. So like clothes or fashion or, or, or something like that. Uh, he also talks about getting out of debt, credit cards, banks, retirement strategies, investments, um, saving and conscious spending. Um, he does a very good job at explaining everything step by step on how to allow you to live your rich life. Um, so yeah, if there was one book on money that I could highly recommend, uh, it's I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. Um, yeah, so lesson two, measure success with meaning and happiness, not dollars. And like I said, I knew from an early age that money allowed freedom and money equals good. So yes, you should absolutely learn more about it. Um, and this brings me to lesson three. One sec. Let me get another swig here, but I'll go ahead and let you let you simmer on this. So lesson three is make your action match your ambitions and learn from your heroes. So sit on that for a second. <clears throat> All right, and then in the in the slide here that I have um, that I'm going to show the class, um, I have a picture of me and Mike Vacanti and Jordan Syatt. So. From lesson one, whenever I talk about uh, thinking about who you look up to, uh, well, it can also be super helpful if you can actually meet those people in person. Um, if there's if there's anybody in the world who looks like you and comes from a similar background and does what you want to do, you can do it too. And that's what I saw in people like Mike and Jordan. I saw that okay, these are these are two guys who you know they have talent. They're they're good writers. They're good speakers. They're great coaches in general. Um, but like there was nothing that different between them and I that I knew that I couldn't close that gap and 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 do exactly what they're doing. Um, and it'll allow me to live the way that I want to live. Um, so the, the, the part about learning from your heroes is just, is just so crucial because there are people out there, uh, who are living the way that you want to live, or at least a certain part of their life. Um, say their, their, their business schedule, for example, you can, you can mix and match from certain people out there, what you like about them and about their lives, um, but yes, I would make sure that you reach out to these people uh, because Mike and Jordan, like I said, I sent Jordan a Snapchat uh, um, and and he he responded to me. There's people out there. Obviously, I know that there's there's certain thresholds with this, but you never know. Um, the, the worst that could happen about reaching out to other people is that they say no or they don't say anything at all. Uh, and that's no problem at all because there are people out there who are going to be eager to answer your questions. So all you have to do is think of a smart question, a question that you can't just Google, uh, a question that you have thought about for quite a bit of time uh, and that you can't figure out and, and, and ask this person. Um, 
you know, be, be very specific. Don't be annoying. Um, and just try to, uh, be conscious of their time and how long that question uh, may take them, but try to format it in the most simple and concise way possible. And uh, for the most part, I think that there's tons of people out there who are willing to help you. You just need to ask. Um, and the other part of this lesson, so make your action match your ambitions. It's like, this is this is something that I got from Gary V and and Gary talks about this because he wants to own the New York Jets one day uh, the football team he wants to literally buy the team um, so what he what he does is make sure that okay if you say you want to buy the New York Jets you've got to make sure that you're putting in the work 24 7 365 uh, in order to 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 reach that outcome uh, if you're just trying to you know whatever make 50 to a hundred thousand dollars doing something you love. Uh, obviously you're not going to have to work as hard as Gary. However, it's still going to take probably a lot more work than you think. Um, and so in the picture here that I have, um, on the slide, I have a, a period in 2017, um, where I had my whiteboard right in front of my computer and I have all these tally marks because what I did was I had basically five goals that I wanted to hit whatever every day or every week. Uh, and whenever I hit that goal, I would put a black tally mark. Um, and so in the picture, I just have all these tally marks of all these things that I, I did throughout, um, what is it from February until June? Um, all the actions that I took every single day, I either put a black mark if I did it or a red mark if I didn't. Um, and what that did was just made sure that I was accountable for the work that I did or did not put in. Um, I wanted to make sure that if I wanted to, uh, you know, live like Mike Vacanti or live like Jordan Syatt and, and have the careers that they had, I had to make sure that I put in that work first. Um, and this was just my way of making sure that my action matched my ambitions. Um, let's see, I think, oh yeah. And then, uh, another point that I wanted to make about this is that if there's one thing that I've learned about, uh, working for myself or, 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 um, you know, trying to do something on your own, uh, the, the, the biggest lesson I think that, that you can uh, use to keep your sanity, um, is, is to control what you can control and forget the rest. Um, there, there are so many things that are out of your control on a day-to-day -day basis and, uh, on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis or, or whatever. Uh, and focusing on those things is just going to be a drain on your energy. So you have to control what you can control, uh, and don't dwell on the rest. But with that being said, the most controllable factor that you have at your disposal is effort and especially young kids. And, and like I said, I'll be talking to a, um, uh, a young group of kids who are still in college. I know college kids and don't get me wrong. Some college kids are super busy. I understand that, but most of them aren't as busy as they think they are. Uh, so they may not have tons of money right now, but what they do have is time. They have time to, to work on their craft, to learn new things, to make connections. Um, whatever. So you have to make sure that whenever you do have this time, uh, you aren't wasting it and you're putting in the effort that is required to match the ambitions that you've set for yourself. Um, so yeah, that's, that's lesson three, make your action match, match your ambitions and learn from your heroes. Okay. And lesson four, this one might be, 
the most important. And lesson four is very simple and it is be useful. Now, obviously this could mean a variety of different things and it's like, okay, cool. Be useful. What, what the fuck does that mean? Um, and your situation is going to vary from whoever's listening to this, but, uh, in this case, I, I wanted to, um, talk to the class about this. And again, going back to lesson three about controlling what you can control. uh, I understand that you're not going to know specifically what career you're, you're going to do in life or, or what's going to happen in the future months, years down the road. But what you can learn um, are the multiplying skills. And these are skills that multiply the results of your efforts and give you an edge over others in your field. Um, And so, yeah, multiplying skills. So these are things like public speaking, uh, writing, psychology uh, and persuasion, and even sales, uh, conversation, second language, meditation and focus, uh, design. So like social media marketing, all of these things are certain skills that if you have to, if if your boss looks down um, or your potential future boss looks down and they have two people on pieces of paper here, um, everything is the same, but then another part that that first person, you, uh, you know, a second language or you have whatever, some, some background in public speaking, or you have a little bit of graphic design experience. It's like that one little thing, uh, can give you an edge over other people in the field, uh, who are trying to do the exact same thing as you. Uh, so this is something that I'm working on basically right now. So I'm, I know I'm doing this podcast, but in, in, uh, in my imagination, basically, I'm doing this to the class. And so I'm public speaking. Uh, and this is one of the multiplying skills that I have tried to work on from the very beginning. I still know that I'm not the the, the best speaker right now. Um, but I know that every time I do one of these podcasts or every time that I go and speak in front of a crowd, I'm I'm refining that craft of my public speaking so that one day it's like, sure, yes, I'm a coach, but also I am a very effective communicator. I can, I can articulate my thoughts in certain ways that can, uh, uh, really help out the audience. And there's other coaches who, who may be great coaches and they're really, really good at that, but they can't speak in front of crowds. Uh, so any, anything like this, uh, I think, I think a big one here that, that I want to, I want to touch on is going to be like meditation and focus. Uh, because I know, especially college kids, it's like, Everything in the world is fighting for your attention right now, and it's so easy to put off your responsibilities and um, be distracted by whatever is new and current in that moment. Uh, So somebody who learns how to shut off distractions and really knows how to do that deep work, that deep focus work that produces really um, high quality work. Uh, that is, it's just, it's going to be a game changer for those people. And that is what, that is what is going to set them ahead uh, of other people in their field who, who are distracted, who can't get things done on time, um, who, who can't demand the best from themselves and demand the highest quality of their work. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that is going to be a, a huge competitive advantage because everything that, everything that these kids that I'll be talking to, everything they learn in school is just the baseline. Uh, like I said, whenever your boss is sitting there looking at two different people, it's like you're expected to meet the minimum qualifications for whatever that job is. But it's like, why you? Like, why should this person pick you? What makes you different 
outside of, of the things that you already know. Um, and it, it's, it's to, to bring it back to, to coaching. It's like, if you know the science, like that's great, but if you can't communicate that science effectively and simply like who cares if you can't actually get your clients to follow your instructions, who cares? Um, so it's, 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 these are the skills that are going to, um, set you ahead in a very, very competitive field, um, that, uh, that, that will be around for, for a long time regarding, uh, whatever, being a dietitian, being a fitness coach, everybody's always going to need help with diet and exercise. Um, but it's also being a very saturated market. So you just always have to remember how can I be the most useful? And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's lesson four. And that is the core of how I run my business. That is always what I come back to whenever I'm thinking about, okay, how can I be, um, more useful to more people? If you keep asking yourself that question, I think it'll get you, uh, it'll get you really far, which brings me to lesson number five. You are not your career. Um, I know this one sounds, again, a little bit abstract, a little bit heady, but this is something that I've had to uh, learn and I'm still learning, honestly, to this day, um, that my career, even if I do work for myself, it's my business or whatever, um, I am a separate entity from my career. So if certain, um, like if, if, if clients end up falling off or they're not getting the results they want, or even if I'm just, I'm just not being the best coach that I could be, uh, or even that I'm not putting out the content at the rate that I think that I should be. Um, I shouldn't beat myself up too much about that because just because my work may be suffering, it doesn't mean that like I'm a terrible person or that just because someone doesn't like my business doesn't mean that they don't like who I am. Uh, I just, you just have to be very careful about tying your identity into, um, whatever it is you're doing. So this is, goes back to the very beginning with the physical therapy example. Uh, I had this idea that I was going to be a physical therapist, uh, and, and to take it even a step further, like imagine if my entire life, I thought that I was going to be a physical therapist and then I get to college and then reality hits and I realize, oh shit, I'm not cut out for this or not necessarily that I'm not cut out for this is like, but I, this isn't what I thought it was and it's not for me, but my entire identity was like, oh, I'm going to be a physical therapist whenever I grow up. So that just shatters kind of your entire identity. So you have to have this form of detachment from your career. Um, and this, this just allows you to maintain your self-esteem whenever all of those waves of, of the good and bad that are, um, uh, uh, it's not if they happen, it's when they happen. So whenever those good and bad times come with your business, you have to make sure that it is not reflective, uh, of who you are as a person. Um, and I have a few bullet points here, uh, on how to, uh, kind of incorporate this thinking into, into your career. Uh, one of my favorite writers, his name is Austin Cleon. Um, he has several books out. It's like steal like an artist, uh, show your work and then like keep going are his, his three books. They're short books. They're amazing. He does a really, really, um, great job, but he, he has this quote and it's called forget the noun, do the verb. So too many people get caught up in, um, 
like, for example, like me saying like, oh, I'm a coach. So that's, that's the noun. I'm a coach. Coaches do this, coaches do this, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, no, he's wanting you to do the verb. So he's wanting me to coach people. He's wanting me to put out content. He's, he's wanting me to write. He's wanting me to make the programs. He's wanting me to simply focus on doing the work and not worrying about what the work is going to, um, make me be, or like what that work represents of who I am. Um, uh, essentially what he is asking is to practice for practice sake, uh, and not the results. And, and because again, what this does is it, it detaches you from what that work means to you. Um, if, if, if you're not looking back at your work from, uh, six months or a year or, or three years ago or whatever, if you're not looking back in the past and looking at your work and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? Uh, or why, why was I, why would I say that? Or, um, whatever, if you're not looking back at your past and, and kind of being slightly disgusted at how you used to be, uh, then you're not evolving and changing and progressing, uh, as much as you probably should. Uh, and this is how, uh, you can kind of detach from what your results and what your work means to you. Like you just have to keep thinking, put in the reps, you know, just practice for practice sake, make sure that you're refining your craft over and over and over again, uh, and not worrying about what those, uh, what that practice, what that work will do for you. Um, so yeah, think, think of the craftsmanship and not the craftsman. Um, and one of the one of the big things, especially uh, in in the the type of career that I have, or as a coach, uh, or working for yourself, or whatever, uh, you need to make sure that you keep the focus on helping others uh, and your own happiness, and not money. Um, again, this was from I, I know this wasn't like necessarily just him, but he's a really good reminder of that. But, but Jordan side always reminded me that he was like, dude, as soon as you put money ahead of helping other people, he was like, that's when you'll lose because then you get into short-term thinking. Uh, you know, you're looking for shortcuts. You're trying to just make a quick dollar. You're not thinking long-term, uh, um, keeping your integrity, putting out good work. Uh, um, yeah, you're just, you're, you're not, keeping the focus on helping others. Uh, and instead you're just looking for the, for the quickest way to make the next dollar. Uh, and people can, people can sniff that out from a mile away. You know, whenever you are acting desperate cause you're trying to make a sale or, um, they see themselves as just another number and not a person, uh, that's whenever you can really suffer, uh, with, with your career. Um, yeah. And then the, the, the last point on this is to not, put so much pressure on yourself. Um, so stay light. Uh, the real work will feel, feel like play. Uh, and I know that there's, there's the, the, um, what's the old saying? Like if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I think, I think that might be a little bit, um, starry eyed. I think that there's definitely going to be times whenever you just simply don't want to work, uh, or you don't want to, um, put in the hours that you're used to putting in or, um, you know, sometimes the best thing that you can do for your business is, is cutting the day short, uh, going out to eat with some friends, uh, getting some wine or something and just kind of hanging out. Uh, that could be the best thing that you could do for your business at that time, because maybe you're, you're close to burning out. Um, 
you know, just certain things are in overdrive right now and you need a little break. It's like whenever you have those blocks or, or whatever, uh, that can be your, your body telling you something. Um, but with that being said, you do want to make sure that like what you're doing is fun to you. Uh, that's whenever I've realized that I make my best work, whenever I'm just being a silly goose, whenever I just, you know, I'm feeling flowy. I don't feel like I have to make a sale that day or, or, um, make a sale that week or, or whatever, or make sure that this piece of content gets me X number of clients. It's like, no, I want to do good work that helps other people that I am proud of, uh, that type of work, that real work that you really enjoy doing just for the sake of doing it, that's often whenever people are going to respond the most because they can tell that you are, you can just tell when people are having fun with what they do. Um, and I think that's what I try to, um, uh, what's the right word? Um, emit with the work that I do, I guess, uh, or, and the, the type of, um, content that I put out. It's just like, I don't want to, uh, and I used to do this. I didn't want to just put out content for the sake of putting out content. Like I do want to have fun with what I'm doing. I want to enjoy, um, my day to day. I'm not saying every day is just, you know, a big sunshine and rainbows or anything, not by any means, but I realized that whenever I stop putting the pressure on myself and I, I, I stop expecting certain results to happen after I do X, Y, and Z, uh, I realize I make the best work. And then I also tend to, um, uh, get the most clients and, and, and everything that I, I do want kind of happens by default. Um, and so everything just kind of works synergistically together. Um, so yeah, lesson five, you are not your career. Um, yeah. And that is, that is basically it. Uh, just to recap real quick, we have lesson one, nobody knows the future. Lesson two, measure success with meaning and happiness, not dollars. Lesson three, make your action match your ambitions and learn from your heroes. Number four, be useful. And number five, you are not your career. Uh, again, these are all the lessons that I'm going to be going over to the dietetics profession class at my alma mater at the University of Kentucky. Um, by the time this comes out, I have already done that. And I think I'm going to take a video of it. Hopefully it, everything goes smoothly. Um, but if that video is out by this time, I will go ahead and put that in the show notes. If not, stay tuned and I will put out the full video and you can get the full hour long version uh, of this and it'll, it'll flow a little bit better than I uh, did here. This is my first little practice run. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope you at least got one little tidbit of information that, that you found helpful. Um, and if you did definitely let me know, send me a DM. Um, I feel like I need to also ask for more, uh, reviews on here. I, I, I feel like people that like the podcast will do that automatically, but I, I know that sometimes it can help to be a little bit reminder. So if you do enjoy the podcast, please send me a DM, um, share the favorite part of this one on your story, uh, tag me, uh, leave a five-star review, rate and review if you like it, of course, be honest. Um, and yeah, if you have any feedback or if you um have anything that you would like for me to talk about in the future, definitely send me a DM, send me an email. Uh, I'd love to, to hear from you guys who, who listen regularly. Um, so yeah, 
that should just about cover it. Um, I will be back again next week with some more great content for you guys. Thank you so much for listening and um, enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Bye.